Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So tell me, how does God send confirmation through other people? Do You, you have a story about this, right? Yes, I actually had uh, something happen to me last weekend. You know, I, um, I was leading a women's retreat um, in mid-America in the middle of, of the country. And in between the talks that I was giving, they had seminars. And they brought a lot of women to do seminars to lead other women in different areas. And one of the areas was how to study the Bible. So I decided to sit in this particular seminar. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was a very basic seminar, but very nicely structured. And the woman that was given it was so passionate about what she mm-hmm. was saying about studying the Bible and, and how to get deep into the Word. And when she spoke about it, she was, oh, she was just having a great time. So I'm going, wow, this is great. She could really be a great teacher of the Bible. And, and I go to my room and I start <laughs> getting this impression that I need to talk to her and tell her to actually go back to school. And, and, and Do you and, know this woman at all? I don't know this You've woman at her? all. No, I have never you, met her. You've sat in her, in her seminar and now you yes, feel impressed to talk yes. to her. Yes, I, I see her passion and I, I see she has some spiritual gifts that God has given her in teaching. And, and, um, and so <laughs> I feel this impression that I need to tell her uh, to go to school, but you know, I never talk to people out of the blue like that. And then no. I was like, hmm. Okay. So I sit with her at dinner time, wondering if really God is asking me to talk to this woman. Because as we have spoken before, I, I usually get impressions of something. It's not something that God says to me audibly or through a dream or right. anything like that. And so I sit down with her and I said to her, you know, I've been to your seminar. It was so wonderful. Um, uh, tell me about your background. And I'm just trying to find out if she has an education or where this message mm-hmm. is coming from. She says, you know, I have been a teacher all my life, but now it seems like God is asking me to concentrate on teaching the Bible to other people. She says, I don't have my graduate work. I don't have a master's degree. And all of a sudden I go, wow, you know, I I, I have a message for you. Mm -hmm. I really think that God has chosen you to teach because you have a natural ability and you need to go back to school because, you know, degrees not only give us uh, new knowledge, but they open a lot of doors. And, And I said, go back to school. And at the moment when I said that, she starts crying. Yeah. And I don't know why. And she says, you know, the whole week long, I felt in my heart that God is asking me to go back mm-hmm. to school. She and so says, through I'm, you came the confirmation. Yeah, she says, I'm 48 years old. I never would have thought that this really uh, is what I had to do. And here you come and sit down next to me and say, go back to school. And yeah. she says, I'm t- going to take this as God confirming me on what I need to do. It is amazing how God will do that at times. And I've had that experience in my life where God used me to give confirmation or when God used someone Other else people. to confirm me yes. in something that he had been causing me to struggle with. And we find a story in Scripture here where, where God sends confirmation to Mary and Joseph about the nature of this child. This child is born. We, we're dealing with this story, which happens after the birth of Jesus. We're yes. going to go back and deal with the birth later. But after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary, the only ones who realize that this is a special child. Yes, yeah, see, both Matthew and Luke have started about talking about the birth of Jesus with angelic announcements. Luke, the angel, comes to Mary, and Matthew, the angel, comes to Joseph. And, and they're both keeping these things in, in their hearts, but it's not a public knowledge. 
acknowledge that no. this is a miracle child. I guess we could say that Elizabeth and Zacharias know about this because yes, after all the experience that's with them. But that's that's, those it. four people are really the only people on the planet who, who <laughs> understand that this is the child, the promised Messiah. Yes. And so here we have um, in chapter two of Luke, the story when they're being a very normal family. You know, uh, eight days had gone by. It says verse 21 of chapter two of Luke. And of course, the Jewish child was circumcised on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. He would be named legally with the name that uh, that would be given by the parents. So let's read uh, verse 21 to actually introduce this. And when the eight days had passed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer for a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, they're very poor. They're no, They're coming with their offering for the, their, uh, you know, brand new baby. And they're doing such normal things like any other uh, couple would just, do with a child. They blend into the woodwork. Who knows how many other couples were there that day with children to be dedicated yes. the same way, to yes. be circumcised, to yeah, be There was named. nothing unusual about this. No, nothing that would be cause them to stand out to anyone else uh, or to make them stand out in the crowd. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this whole normal story, this man whose name was Simeon erupts in this in this prophecy and in this in this uh, prayer about who Jesus is. And and I'm sure Mary and Joseph are looking at him like, how did he know? Was he there when the angel came to us and yeah. we didn't know it? it? It is amazing. And you know, you put yourself in Mary's situation, and here's this old man who's in the temple, he's he's been spared from death because God has promised him he's going to see this child before he dies, and he's there in the temple, he finds them, and he, he takes this child in his hands, perhaps, and holds him up, and Mary's wondering, are you going to drop him? What's going on? Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What's happening? Who are you? Who yeah. are you? Yes, yes. And now, let's read the story, because it's fascinating how God provides a man, in this case, and and then a woman, uh, right, following after this, verse, to, to confirm. Verse 25, and there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came uh, in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. See, imagine Mary and Joseph coming to do this thing, like it says here, uh, in the temple, and this man rushing in, taking Jesus in, in his arms, and starting to say, okay, Lord, now I can die. And, and they're looking at, what? what? Yeah. He says, well, now I can die because you promised me that I wouldn't die until I saw the salvation that you would bring. And this baby is the salvation. And again, he speaks of it in past tense. I have seen your salvation as though this is already accomplished because God has spoken it. He's revealed the child to him. He's counting it as done. Absolutely. And I love this because he continues in his prayer with themes that are very important for Luke. You know, Luke is a gospel that includes everybody, Jews Mm -hmm. and Gentiles, men and women. He usually tells the story of a man and then a woman like we're going to see here and and constantly talking about the Gentiles. So he he actually says in this prayer, uh, I'm seeing the salvation, says verse 30, and then goes on, which you have prepared in the presence of all people 
people a light of revelation to the Gentiles too. You know, it's just yeah. not ju- Jewish people. So this this is a salvation which from the beginning was intended to be for all people, not just for one group of people, but for everyone. Simeon sees this, he announces this, and, and confirms in Mary and Joseph what they have been told by the angel, what they have known to be true. And now he says, yes, the Spirit has revealed this to me as well. And this is not the only person that God provides to confirm. No. And in, in the greatest Lucan style, we usually get the story of a man and then right following after that, we get a woman. And this is the case, again, where they're still in the temple and Simeon has come in and said, this is the salvation of Israel. Your baby is really, truly the salvation of Israel. And then a woman comes up uh, who was also in, in the temple. Verse 36, and there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Israel. Here we have a woman that is 84 years old. She has been a widow most of her life. Uh, Only she lived seven years with her husband. But when she became a, a, a widow, somehow she moved to the temple. I mean, I can imagine people saying, oh, come on, you can marry another man. She says, no, Mm-mm. I now have to live in the temple. And it says on verse 37, she never left the temple. Day or she, night. Day or night. She was constantly fasting and praying for the redemption of Israel. And in the very moment when Jesus comes in as a little baby, she runs to him and starts giving thanks to God for this baby. She says, I have seen your salvation. This, this is the one who has been promised. And she's rejoicing with great joy over the arrival of this child. Again, confirming to these parents, yes, what you have heard from the angel is true. Yes, this child is special. Yes, the message given to you is accurate. And then she stays there as a witness in the temple. Uh, it says uh, she continued to speak of him, of this little baby, mm-hmm. to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem, saying, look, salvation is here. She's I've seen fir- her. She's the first Christian evangelist. <laughs> Absolutely. She's talking to everybody about salvation has That's been right. born. That's right. So again, God has, has confirmed in Mary and Joseph through other people that which he has shared with them through through prior means. He sent other people to confirm that in them saying, yes, I want you to know that this is true. These evidences are yours to keep and to ponder in your heart as you raise this child because this is the one who was promised. You know, it's interesting to me that Simeon, um, you know, the first of the two that confirmed Mary and Joseph, also gave a prophecy about Jesus' death. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus is still a little baby, eight days old. Yeah. And already we are realizing that Jesus is actually born to die. And and Simeon says to, to Mary on verse 34 of Luke t- uh, chapter 2, uh, that something will happen to her um, yeah, through this behold, child. This child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that uh, that thoughts from many may be revealed. Yeah, see, here we already realize that a sword will pierce Mary's soul is a prophecy of Jesus' death because, you know, God gives a, a little piece of the map, but many times he tells us our next step uh, through other people that are godly. Perhaps God is using this broadcast to confirm something in you. Maybe he's telling you today, you are accepted by the Lord Jesus. Receive this one who was born for your salvation. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.